When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good morning to uh, Hills. It's a leap day. Oh, what is it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm not sure what it means, but it's a leap day. Well, for example, if I'm 60, I'd really be 15. <laughs> is yeah. that how it works, is it? Well, I think so. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a birthday three and four. Mm. Good yeah. morning, all. It's breakfast with Pat and Hills. On this Thursday, uh, we'd love you to join us on our open line, 131355. Text line is 0467 736 736. Might be a bit busy today because we're, we've are we got plenty of rugby league. We're going to have a chat to Webby, uh, Shane Webke. Uh, he's, he's one of the few that isn't in Vegas, but he'll cast his eye over these four big teams that are uh, you know, going to be playing over in Vegas and we'll get our first look at the real deal competition. Andrew Voss is in Vegas. Yes. He's going to join us uh, as well. At some stage during the morning, mm-hmm. uh, so we've got uh, we've got lots coming up. We're what about Alyssa? Is Alyssa in Vegas too? I think they've flown. She's been with the Bronx in California. I think they've fl- I think they have now flown to Vegas. Okay. Yes. So I mean the, the heavies are there. We've seen uh, Mrs. Abdo and Volandis arrive mm. with all the fans and Jim the and tr- Carl and the trophy. Uh, so that is all in Vegas. That part of it is all in Vegas. Whether the Bronx are have arrived just yet, I don't know. And the other exciting thing, the test starts a little later on. We're going to get you to preview that. Just cast your eye over uh, how you think mm. New Zealand are going to finally break this hoodoo. They haven't won in ages. Yeah, they're not going to win. <laughs> well, hang on a minute. We said that about the West Indies <laughs> at the Gabba too, didn't we? If anyone tipped the West Indies to beat Australia at the Gabba, oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll be very surprised. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, make any outlandish <laughs> statements. <laughs> Um, yeah, but uh, are we talking to Alyssa over there? I think we're going to catch up. Yes, I'm getting the thumbs up. We're going to catch yeah. up with Alyssa. So, uh, uh, yeah, we, we've got rugby league covered wall to wall this morning, and we'd love you to be part of it. Uh, we're brought to you by Burbank Homes. They are the builders you can trust. You can bank on Burbank Homes in Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona N-Line. I'm jumping into a Hyundai a little later on. Today. today. Mm-hmm. Good, more, good man, good man. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's you, the will Kona. You, will you press your right foot down? Well, I'm just going to jump in it. Well, I don't know. I've got I've got a full education later this morning out in Hyundai's headquarters, mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to throw me in for one for a couple of days, and I'll have a look at it. There, there might be technology involved, Penny. So, could you please listen? Well, the good part of it is, Michael, I was talking to yesterday. He said that uh, his sales boss has been driving this particular car for a while. Yes. So he knows it backwards. He said he'll be able to give you chapter and verse. Mm-hmm. I said I do need chapter and verse. And is it electric? Yes. So when oh, you get anxious. Who are we going to argue yeah, Maddie, about, Maddie? Maddie's I'd be very so impressed. surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, that I'm actually leaping forward into the 21st century. <laughs> it's just uh, compared to the, the other vehicle you're looking at, an electric vehicle is quite different, I feel. <laughs> and yes, it is. So it's like a golf buggy, right? Mm. And yeah. you know what clubs do with golf buggies every mm. night? What? Charge them. Charge them, right? Mm. So when you get a little bit anxious about how many Ks you've done, mm. And you have to find a charger. Where is your charger going to be? Uh, there's one in the Southbank car park. 
Yes. And in public. In the public? Yes. You'll have to go in there and do you pay for that? Yes. So you get your own petrol. Yeah, that's not bad, eh? Get your own petrol <laughs> overnight. It's so find out how how fast is your charger, how fast is your charger, and how your battery, what your battery can cope with. Okay, all right. I'll I'll get all that this morning. All right. Now, oh, tomorrow you better have you better have the answers tomorrow, <laughs> mate. Now, as you uh, you well know to our regular listeners, that uh, Jack yesterday advised Tony Gustafson after taking a three nil lead <laughs> in Tashkent. He said, Tony, my boy, Olympic qualification hinges on what you do at Marvel Stadium tonight. A Melbourne record crowd of 52,000 showed up. It was their 12th straight sellout, and they weren't eager to take Jack's advice. They would like to have seen a couple of goals. So this happened after about 30 seconds. Australia's favourite team, the Matildas, get us underway in Melbourne. They hold a 3-0 advantage from the first leg in Tashkent. Now to finish the job in front of another vibrant, passionate and noisy home crowd. A sellout, Grace Gill, for the 12th time in a row for the Matildas. Looking to book their place in Paris 2024. And before we bring you in, Grace, it's a first attack for the green and gold into the feet of Heyman. And now the opportunity, Torpy's cross, deflected. And it's in the back of the net. It's the perfect start. 35 seconds on the clock. And already Marvel Stadium erupts. So that was in real time. That was yeah, from that's the, right. that was from the, that was the lot. Thirty five <laughs> seconds apparently it took. It was one nil. Uh, they went on to do a Nadia common each and got the perfect ten. And uh, yeah, so uh, an aggregate of thirteen nil. Uh, this was after their disjointed effort in Tashkent. Uh, as I said, 12th straight sellout in Australia. Biggest Melbourne crowd, 54,120. Marvel Stadium uh, surface was pretty good after the pink concerts. And, of course, here's the biggest story of this whole home and away series that seals our spot in Paris is the 35-year-old striker, Michelle Heyman. Uh, she had a hat-trick uh, across 16 minutes, finished with four in the first half, and... Uh, I mean, I know it's the greatest cliche of all time, but this is uh, this is dream come true stuff for Michelle Homer. Emotional. It's been a very emotional roller coaster. Um, I've been pushing so hard to try and get back into this squad, and as soon as I got the email to say that you're back in, I'll, I'm not letting it go. I'm going to do everything that I can, work as hard as possible, and bring, you know, that positive energy that I can bring into a team. Um, so that's what I've been trying my hardest to do. I don't think I really actually have to try. Sorry. It's just like <laughs> that's just my energy. It's just who I am as a person. And when I'm feeling as happy as I am, um, my football just. It flows and it's just, you know, I become one with the game. I'm lucky enough that, you know, I've spent so many years within this team prior that I know the girls and I know how they play and I know the system and I've been watching so much in the last, you know, four to five years that I haven't been playing for the Matildas. So I've done my research and I know what I need to do to try and um, secure a spot in this team and I've just been, you know, pushing myself as hard as I can to show people, well, 
show myself that I'm capable. So it's just been a wonderful journey to be able to get out there and do what I do best and that score goals. So feeling very happy and it was, you know, super nice to do it in Australia in front of an incredible crowd. My family was there, my mum and my partner and all my friends from high school. So it was just a really sweet moment um, to be able to, you know, score a four. <laughs> just wild. Um, I think that's the most I've ever scored in a game for Australia. So to come back and do it, you know, after a big rest has just been an incredible and an emotional um, journey. Oh, so was a rest. <laughs> I, I thought so long out, uh, she was, you know, resigned to being finished. You know? yeah. But for her to still be trying and be so thorough in a preparation, top goal scorer for Canberra and in the uh, W League, br- brilliant performance. Oh, she, how clever was she to follow Claire Hunt up? Mm. Remember in, like one of the early goals, maybe the third? Claire Hunt had an open goal, missed it, went between her legs and That's there right, was yeah. Michelle just bang, I'll take that. Thank yeah. you. And double hat-trick. Oof. So obviously we don't have Sam Kerr, but Heyman, the, the, the veteran striker, she's reveled since her first start. First start since 2018, the first goal since, uh, for Australia since uh, the Rio Olympics in 2016. So I think in Tashkent it was 1,900-something days. Um, yeah, it's mm. just it's a fabulous story. She's 35. So you, Sam Kerr's just kept her out. Is that right? Well, why, yeah. why should such a great goal scorer in Clubland not be in the mm. Matildas, I wonder? Yeah. The, the problem now for Tony Gustafsson, of course, is that uh, this squad under Olympic rules has to be cut from 23 to 18. I don't want to think about that tonight because I get so stressed about it. I don't want to cut any one of these amazing players and human beings. So I parked that for tonight and pick it up later in April or May when I, I start to have to do the selection. Today, I just enjoy this night with the girls and the staff. He'd like a couple of ACLs. Oh, uh, no, we things that so. things that make his selection process mm. automatic, no, not so not so uh, confusing and emotional. Yeah, I read I read some of the, the the scribes who know who follow the game and say, mm. hey, we, we like, we're genuine contenders now. So I know we finished fourth World Cup, fourth Olympics, um, but the qualifiers so far are the world champs Spain and the Olympic champs, Canada. Then you've got France, US, Brazil, Colombia, Japan, and New Zealand. Either Germany or the Netherlands will join that group and two African nations. There's no Team GB or Sweden. They fail to qualify. So from what I can read from the the footy journos that follow it and uh, are knowledgeable on it, they're saying we're genuine contenders, genuine contenders for a medal this time. And it's not a bad 12, is it? it, it while you're missing GB, for example, the 12 there is still pretty big. Oh, Sweden, oh. right, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's still plenty to beat, though. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, hopefully they can just keep that athleticism going, skill levels. Their crosses in Mary Fowler on the left wing, yeah. like – very accurate. They weren't even that accurate in the World Cup. So it was against that opposition and she had a fair bit of space to work in down the left there. But, gee, she hit the head of, you know, whether it be Caitlin Ford or whether it be Michelle Heyman, very, very well. Yeah, it was brilliant. The the, the coach, he was just delighted. He just said, I'm trying to take all this in. It's what they achieved last night. First of all, how special of a group is this? These players, these staff, the family there in the stands, the fans. I'm just so privileged to be a part of it. We said, let's feed off of the energy from the stands now. We know we're good when we play with high energy, run a lot, attack a lot, press a lot, and we did that today. And also the finishing was clinical. That wasn't that good in last game. Hmm. Yeah, their reserves are forcing their way in too. 
they're having great games. They're, yeah. they're, the environment is now so good. And he's so trusting in all his reserves, which people criticised him for not doing as well as he maybe could have in the World Cup, putting his reserves on with nine minutes to go rather than 15. Um, uh, it's all happening now and they're on track. Mm. Uh, we've got T-shirts a couple... look good too, didn't they? <laughs> hey? Yes, they did actually. Huh. We've qualified. <laughs> We're off to Paris. Our Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line, 13 13 55. You can join us. We'd love you to. Or the text line... 0467-736-736. Oscar from the Valley. I've heard a rumour that Pat has booked out Queensland Raceway the Savo after he picks up the new Hyundai. No, Oscar, that is not the case, and we don't need Hyundai to be listening to uh, false rumours like that. I'll be driving very, very conservatively, as I do, around the town. Um, lots happening today, as I said. Webby's going to join us. Shane Webke, talk about all things Vegas, and Andrew Voss and Alyssa Smith. Uh, they are over there. They're part of the big, big media contingent that have got their trip to Vegas <laughs> and uh, crowing from the rooftops about it as well, they all are. But we'll chat to them as it really heats up. Sunday afternoon, of course, we get to this double header in Vegas and uh, it, it's it's probably the most hyped opening to a league season that we've seen in ever, probably. And you think there's been a lot of promotion done uh, all through the week, you know, visits to you know hospitals and junior clubs and etc. and lots of lots of different digital promotions. It's going to ramp up now, isn't it? Mm. When all four of them land in Vegas, they've got promotional work to do uh, on top of their training and touch ups. You know? Yeah, so, well, the, the, pretty much the training has been done. I mean, they'll have their their captains run. Well, on... you, you've got to get on the stadium, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Feel the surface and do a little bit of a run through and captain's run and all that sort of stuff. Well, that's the thing because of the smaller dimensions. Yeah, I know. How's the short dropouts going to go? You better go straight down the middle. (laughs) Look, uh, we're going to hear it all uh, and we'll be right across it right the way through the show this morning. It's coming up to 6.17. Vanessa's in the studio with us. Morning. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Well, there is a bit of an asbestos scare around the southeast at the moment with a potentially contaminated material located at an Ipswich site. Now, that site has then supplied this potentially contaminated mulch to 16 landscaping businesses who've then obviously on-sold it. So there have been a number of sites uh, being tested that have been identified as having this uh, compost. That includes St Aidan's Anglican Girls School at Corinda, the Everly Dog Park at Greenbank. So, look, officials are on quite high alert because this has just also played out in Sydney in a very separate incident, but that's seen some schools shut down for a mm. couple of weeks. It's seen many public sites and areas, playgrounds, general, you know, public areas cordoned off, shut down, you know, lasting for several weeks, if not months. So I think that's why authorities are on quite high alert here. But they are saying at the moment the risk factor is quite low because the fibres that were detected are only very tiny, uh, but they are just taking all the precautions needed. Now, if you feel like the temperatures have been pretty uncomfortably hot especially at night these past few weeks, you are not alone. I know I've been complaining about this quite a lot to anybody who will listen. Mm-hmm. And it's we've been vindicated because we are set to break the record for the longest stretch of hot nights in Brisbane. Our overnight temperature has not dropped below 20 degrees this year. So we have definitely had quite a stretch of that high temperatures and humidity. So 59 consecutive nights 
as of yesterday. So if that continues, we will break the record. Uh, The last time we went longer than 59 nights above 20 degrees was 1978. It's due to warm ocean temperatures at the moment and humidity levels, and they talk about that dew point where, you know, Mm. you just cannot escape that heat. So were they they keeping those records in 78? Well, they apparently were. temperatures? Yeah, Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's just that that stretch. I think we've got Mm. a few more up us too. Yeah. Uh, I listen to the weather report. It's next couple still of days. Hot. It's still going to be big. Yeah. Well, look, last day of summer today, 61. isn't it? 61. Come so. on, let's go for the record. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we will. I think we will. Now, today, of course, a very special and unique day, the 29th Ooh. of February. It's a leap year, so this day only comes around every four years. A few of the traditions, uh, one that started in Ireland was, of course, that women were encouraged to propose to their partners, which was quite a switch in roles. Maybe that's not not as unusual today uh-huh. as it as it was back in the day. Um, in some countries, leap day is also very popular for weddings. Um, of course, it's just a, it's a um, earth rotating kind of thing. It keeps our calendar in sync so that we're not kind of getting um, our seasons and our calendars out oh, over I, a long period of time. I wondered that. Um, now, obviously, it's a very rare birthday. They're called leaplings, babies leaplings, born on okay. the 29th of See, February. I love this. You're educating me. Who <laughs> many do then on the other years celebrate on the 1st of March. Oh, um, but oh, there is soft. actually a, go without it. <laughs> a Norwegian family who hold the official uh, Guinness Book of Records record for the most number of children born in one family on a leap day. So they had... A, let me just find this, a daughter born in 1960 on the 29th of February, a son born in 1964 on the 29th of February and another in 1968 on the 29th of February. Once is extremely rare, but for it to happen three times in one family. And I reckon those three kids brought in the rule we can celebrate our birthday on the 1st of March. I'm sure they would, yeah. yes. Although Otherwise the family's hardly any but birthday I think presents. for three siblings born on the same day, you'd want to choose different days so you get mm. your day. Yep. Mm. Exactly right. What about, the, so you said weddings are popular. Mm. See, yeah. that would be devised by blokes. Yes. Yes. Then they have no reason to forget the anniversary. Yeah. I mean, if you if you mucked up that anniversary, you're in big trouble. Exactly. Almost grounds for DIV or RCE, and I think. If he forgets <laughs> and gets in trouble, he can say, oh, well, it's not our anniversary. <laughs> you know, he only has to remember once every four years. I think I'd be worse. Mm. I, th- I think I'd be worse, you know. What, what's the year? 2025? Uh, yeah. <laughs> too much. Yeah. But, yes, you also remember the leap year because it falls on the same year as the Olympics and the US <laughs> presidential election as well. Right. Those are every four-year events in a leap year. Well, that's a, a brilliant sum up. Thank you, Vanessa. It's 6.22. We're back. It's Breakfast with Patton Hills, powered by Kubota. You can take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride Attachments, Heels. Um, Mars, boys, it's across all broadcasts. You find the effects mic mix is way too high, blurring the commentary sometimes and also with the post-game. You're nodding, yeah. Well, you and I both spend a fair bit of time in TV. It's a, yeah, The one that I find a little bit is uh, is the racing, where the effects mic of the gallops can, can tend to override the commentary. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you have very experienced audio operators working these things. 
and I'm not sure why it happens. Mm. Uh, I, I haven't really known. It's not annoying to me, Mars. I haven't heard it. Maybe it's my TV. Um, but, yeah, maybe you need to get a new TV, Mars. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and you'd like it to be real. You'd like the atmosphere yeah, that's yeah, come through yeah. the TV to be real and what the spectators are feeling no. and getting. Um, and, yeah, audio can be turned up and down however you like. Mm. Turn it down a bit if it's a bit annoying. Mm. Hey, uh, in our Queensland racing segment, racing action continues every day right across the Sunshine State. You can check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Well, I can tell you where they're racing today. It's a big nine-event program out at Epi. It'll be a bit warm out there, starting just before 1 o'clock and going through till almost 6 o'clock tonight, 10 to 6 tonight, nine races at Ipswich this afternoon. Highlights of yesterday, Hills. Um, oh, it seemed like a tough It was a tough day. It was day. a tough day, yes. Chris Nelson just a little astray. Uh, he's, uh, he's 25 to one shot. Uh, was there and thereabouts, just ran into a little interference up the straight, whether it was going to get run into the hole, I'm not sure. But uh, what I did want to mention, um, and this doesn't happen very often at the races, uh, old mate of mine, Laurie Mayfield-Smith, uh, veteran trainer, been around a long time. The Mayfield-Smith name is a, is a very famous name in racing right across Australia. He trained a winner yesterday, four-year-old gelding, uh, having its first start. So uh, they've waited a while for yeah, this one. First start. Yeah. Majestic Boom, written by Aidan Thompson. Got the money. At what price? Uh, 35. 125 to 1. That was its official starting price, $126. So you don't get you don't see that often, uh, particularly on a Metrop race. For a while. You don't see it. Uh, it doesn't happen in the bush either because, uh, you know, they're just... Yeah, well, it just doesn't happen. So, good got, on a you, got a message, didn't he? The gelding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly right. But uh, no, that was great. And uh, I don't know. There, I know a few of the owners that are attached to the uh, Mayfield Smith stable, and they don't mind a bet occasionally. So there might have been a, a few dollars on a uh, on a hundred and twenty five to one shot. And the other big news uh, to come out of Queensland Racing. It's just been on the website yesterday. The Rocky Amateurs, which is all, all you know, big, big deal. You going up there this year? Race. I'm not sure whether I'm heading up there this year. I am going to Rocky at one stage coming up soon, but it's, uh, for? it's for another function. Is it? Yes. What do you got? Um, it's Beef Week. Oh. <laughs> oh I've knocked one back for Beef Week. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Well, I'm heading up there for oh. I, a, I, They wanted me to go to a debate. Is that you too? Um, were you going to facilitate the debate? No, I'm Imagine doing... Imagine if uh, that happened and we didn't know each other were going. I'm doing a function with uh, Peter Moody. Yes. And a couple of your old mates, Buff and, uh, and Mocker. Yeah, right. Uh, Rackerman. Well, we're I think the debate there. that, uh, that uh, Jeff Maynard is cranking up is uh, uh, cricket against rugby league, for example. You know, Jonathan Thurston is proposed and I was they were trying to get me on the other side about how good cricket is. and uh, But it's my son's Bucks week. So I've got a, not Bucks week, just wedding week. So I just pushed me a bit tight, so I had to decline, which was unfortunate because Beef Week's unbelievable. It's what, it's every four years, Beef Week? I think I think it is in Rocky, or is it two? I thought it was every year. No, it's not every year. Oh, okay. No, no it's... Uh, oh, so maybe, I feel even more special it, now that yeah. I've been invited up. Oh, it's massive worldwide. <laughs> so it must be two. For you to think it's every year, it might be every two years. All right. Well, this one is uh, the Rocky Amateurs, which are famous and now highlighted by the Archer. And uh, Damien Oliver, uh, the Group 1 winning you know, genius, has accepted the role as ambassador for the carnival. For the Archer? Yeah. So oh. he'll go to the cocktail party. Oh, and you'll be there the, for sure. Yeah. He'll do oh, the race oh, day. Oh, yeah. he might be here. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's and Maddie has said beef week is every three years. That's <laughs> so right in between. All right, just a quick one from Dave. Uh, Dave and Jack Adams reporting in. The covers are off. Overcast conditions. Some overnight and morning rain, but not heavy. Gates are opening any second. Exciting times for another historic test at the basin. Come on, Aussie. Come on. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, we'll Dave. take a break. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Alyssa Smith is joining us, Channel 7's league reporter, live in the United States of Amazement. Good morning, Alyssa. <laughs> How are you, Pat? How are you, Heels? It's, yeah, in the States, it's a glorious day. We've just wrapped up Broncos' main training session, and we are headed to Vegas by road. Oh, nice. Now, t- tell me, uh, what's the expected trip time these days? Five hours Yes. Okay. Uh, from okay. where we are, which was Thousand Oaks which is about an hour north of Las Vegas, five-hour road trip. So my cameraman, uh, I feel a little bit sorry for him because he's about to hear all of my terrible singing on the road trip. <laughs> <laughs> so who's your cameraman? <laughs> I've got Danny, Danny Burton with me from Channel 7. Oh, well, you've got the best. He's the he's the best. Oh, now, listen, I do have the best. What, yep. What's it? It's been a little bit quiet, hasn't it, at Thousand Oaks? I mean, you're a fair way from, from anywhere there, <laughs> so they've kept them away from trouble. Oh, my goodness, Paddy. It is so quiet. You could hear a pin drop out at Thousand Oaks. <laughs> the, the place where they're, where they're training at is basically it's on Cal Lutheran University. So it's at the very back of the university. It's surrounded by mountains. So there is literally just one road that goes past it, and that is it. Um, it's very, very quiet. The shop shut. Oh, we might, just, yeah, they might just yeah, have hit a... There she is. No, we've got oh. you back, Alyssa, sorry. Uh, we, yeah, we've just, yeah, we've oh, it's dropped out. What a shame. Um, and, of course, I was going to ask her, Heels, the, the obvious question now is, you know, what does she think about the future with Corey Oates? I mean, they've made the decision to put Dean Mariner on the wing. That may be a specific decision because it's a smaller field. They want to go for a little bit of extra speed out wide. But... Uh, yeah, I know. Are we at a sort of a, an early season crossroads for one of the Broncos' favourite sons? Well, I, I, it doesn't surprise me at all because mm. you only have to look at his contract and to know that he, he's a backup player. And Dean Mariner has got yeah. uh, good good raps on him. G'day, Alyssa, you're back. I'm back. My apologies, fellas. No Going worries. Going through some mountains. Where were you? In a canyon? <laughs> <laughs> hey. We... Yes. Pretty much. It looks like it. We were just discussing, um, what are your thoughts now that Kevy has made this decision to put Mariner on the wing and leave Oates out of the 17? Is, is this a crossroad for Corey? I hope not. I really hope not. I hope it doesn't push him out. When you look at Mariner, he's got six games for his name. You look at Corey Oates, he's got 200 games. I, for me, I, I was looking at this one thinking you'd put experience in there for round one, big stage in the States, Las Vegas under the shiny light of Las Vegas. Um, you know, and so many people will be watching this game to see how it goes. And yeah, you look at the different dimensions of the field as well, it's slightly smaller. Um, you've also got to adjust to the visuals on the ball. It's got different logos on the ball. It feels a little bit lighter. The ground's a bit harder. I thought he might have gone with experience over youth, um, but it doesn't seem that way. So I really hope it doesn't push Corey out. Okay, no. and and of course up front you've got uh, you've got Baker who'll give them nice intel from inside the Roosters camp, and you've got Jensen who, from all reports, has been brilliant in the off season and deserves his shot. 
he looks really fit, CJ, Corey Jensen. He looks very fit. Spoke to him yesterday and, he, you know, he was saying this is the best he's ever, felt, best he, he's ever looked. But at training today, fellas, Marty Powell, he's been named at 21, but he was actually in part of their starting lineup this morning. So what's this piece, I reckon? You might see him make an appearance during the game. Mm. Uh, well, the say don't rule him out. Um, but Corey is particularly fit. He's big. <laughs> And he is very strong as well. So he's going to be a great addition to that side. They're going to need that up front too, aren't they? I, I think if I was an opponent of the Broncos, I would target the young Ford pack um, just to see how they do go without the big oh, body of Flegler and the leadership of Cape Absolutely. Wall. I just lost you there, Hills. But um, they've played through the middle. The Roosters are pretty intimidating. Uh, they're a bit of a bully team, the, the blokes were saying. The players were saying they're expecting them to bully them. Um, with the smaller dimensions of the field, we play through the middle as well. So they're definitely going to need that size up front. Hey, Alison, give us a, a sense, and I know you've been at Thousand Oaks and you've been hidden away, but is there a have have there been an embracing of this NRL experiment over in the States generally from what you're reading? Yeah, there has been. We went to an NBA game. It was the Lakers taking on the Spurs, and the boys all came down as a team. They went to the game, NBA TV, um, so you know, some special pieces with Adam Reynolds and Paddy Carrigan. And a lot of people were taking photos of them. There was all interest in it. Um, if people didn't know about NRL before they arrived in the States, they definitely know about it now. There were so many questions. Who's that player? What's his position? You know, uh, what team are they from? Where can we watch it? Uh, where can we stream it from? So I think it, it has done wonders over here. But you still get the question, though, Oh, rugby. Yeah, I know rugby. And you turn around and say, oh, no, no, not rugby union, rugby league. So we've got to change the way we're talking about it to say league instead of rugby over here. Yeah, good call. Um, Because you can't have the rugby league league. That's how they think of it, you know, like the National Football (laughs) League. And we're calling this thing rugby league. Anyway, hey, um... Alyssa, uh, yep. one one yep. <laughs> one of our players that's got a fair bit of emotional pressure to deal with, I think maybe tomorrow, is Katoni Staggs meeting his brother and sister for the first yeah. time. Do you, do you think this is he'll cope? Okay, I think so. I caught up with him the other day and had a really good chat to him about his upbringing. Um, he's also got um, adopted parents as well who are here, like a, a second family. Um, who took him in and he used to live with them growing up um, in rural New South Wales, about four hours, five hours um, inland of Newcastle. Oh, Wellington is the town, Wellington. And they're here. They've been here the entire time. They're supporting him. They were out at training this morning. But you're right. He's met his dad twice before in Australia, never in America. Now, his dad lives in America. This is the first time he'll be meeting him on US soil. And he's got a brother and a sister from his dad's side. So he is meeting them for the first time in Vegas. So it will be a very emotional time. He, he expects it to be emotional. He did say that. I think it will be emotional, but it will be really lovely to be surrounded by so much love um, and, and to know that they're there to support me. So for him, I think it might even make him play even that little bit harder. It might give him that little bit of extra edge. Yeah, Good okay. stuff. All right, Alyssa. Hey, really great to chat to you this morning. We've got to go enjoy this road trip, and you'll be getting to Vegas shortly, and I think it's going to be just fabulous. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks so much, Pat. Thanks here. Hey, Ali- Alyssa, just before we go, just in the scene you're looking at now, how many cactus? How many cactus? Yeah, how many cacti? Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. Ah, <laughs> that's what we did. When they're we... everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, Alyssa, we've got to go at 6.42 here. Thank you.
Thanks, fellas. It's February 29, and it's Breakfast with Patton Heels, powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. But let's get on Ladbroke's market update now with Tommy Hackett. Chat with industry racing experts in Ladbroke's communities. You can download that app today. Tommy, good morning to you. We've got a big Vegas theme today, so you better hit us with the latest betting on these, this double header. Yeah, there have both been uh, plenty of interest in both these games thus far. We'll start with the first one between the Manly Seagulls and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. The Rabbitohs are the favourites. They're $1.73. Manly are $2.02. You look at the, the Ludbrokes bet ticker, and there's been money basically both ways. The Rabbitohs have been slightly better backed, but there ha- still has been really strong support for the Sea Eagles as well. The line hasn't moved. It's still around that one and a half point. And the interesting one is the, the total points market. There's been a lot of interest in total points markets at 41 and a half points. And there's been a lot of conjecture whether the, the smaller field that they're playing on in Vegas is, I think the width is five metres less than what we normally play on in the NRL, whether that will actually be uh, suit the unders. So that line's 41 and a half points. We have seen... A lot of support for the unders in that game due to that factor. Second game between the Broncos and the Roosters. Broncos are still favourites for that one. They're $1.60. Sydney Roosters are $2.35. This one, if you look, look at the Ludbrokes bet ticker, it's been pretty strong start for the Brisbane Broncos. Biggest bet thus far, $3,000 on the Broncos to cover the line, giving away a three-and-a-half-point start. And basically, all the big bets in this game are with the Brisbane Broncos, who have been very popular in premiership betting as well. So punters thinking that the Broncos can basically start off where they finish last last year and uh, stamped themselves as the the main danger to the Penrith Panthers in this premiership race. Mm, the very interesting games to see how these clubs react to being in Vegas for a start, then the surface, and then their new combinations. So look forward to that. Um, just like we do the cricket test, which starts in an hour and 10 uh, minutes time. Uh, Tommy, what are the odds? Australia, New Zealand. I love an early start in New Zealand heels. Great yeah. way to uh, start the day. <laughs> Australia are still favourites there. $1.67. New Zealand, $3.40. The draw is $6. And the Ludbrokes bet ticker is all about Australia here. Biggest bet, Australia to win at $4,000. $1.62. One Ludbrokes punter has had 4000 A few bets around the $3,000 mark. So punter is very confident that Australia can uh, start this series with a victory. A lot of the Australian players, like Pat Cummings, have never played a, a test in New Zealand before. Mitchell Stark's never played a test in New Zealand well, before, so it's a bit of a different experience uh, for the team, but uh, they, they go in here as overwhelming favourites. Top first innings run scorer market, Steve Smith's the favourite for Australia. He's $4. Mm-hmm. Minus Lover Shane and Usman Khawaja, both $4.50. Travis Head, $5.50. Always offers a little bit of value. And uh, Kane Williamson, no surprises there. He's the dominant favourite for New Zealand. He's $3.50. I think, as I said a few days ago, if New Zealand had done a give this series a crack, I think Kane Williamson does need to be at his, at his, at his very best, which he was against South Africa, where he absolutely dominated that series. Mm. I reckon Travis Head might get a little my money today. Yeah, I reckon I he's, he's due, isn't he? I think he's freshened up yeah. after a tough summer. Um, and, and of course, Tommy, we've, we've got a reference to Matilda's last night, 10 10 nil, 13 nil aggregate. Of course, Jack, I think, was going to invest his money on it. What was it, 60 to 1 about a nil all draw, which he was imploring? Yes. 
Yeah, $61 was on offer for the nil or draw, and Jack got about 35 seconds of excitement out of that before the <laughs> Uzbekistan team scored an own goal. So, uh, yeah, I hope I hope Jack enjoyed his 35 seconds uh, of fun there because uh, it was uh, a rampant performance from from the Matildas. See, Michelle Haven back on the side. There's been one of the great stories. Uh, it's so it's uh, it's the exact sort of performance you want to see from the the Matildas heading into the Olympics because there was a little bit of concern. Obviously, no Sam Kerr. Will we still make the Olympics? Well, they, they answered that fat, that question in very in fashion, and now we're all looking ahead to uh, to Paris in a few months' time. Yeah. Ramp, rampant's a good word. 4 nil was $5.75 yesterday. Did anyone get on at 10 nil? <laughs> no one was on at 10 nil. I checked this morning. Didn't have any punters yeah. on at the, at the 10 nil, which was paying $151. So, mm. no, the, the punters missed out, but uh, the Matildas certainly did not. And I'm certain your uh, your odds makers will look now to start framing markets around the Olympics. And, of course, we've got, as I said earlier in the show, either Germany or Netherlands will be the last to qualify from Europe. And then we've got two African nations to join this group. But Australia confirming their ticket to Paris, which is great news, Tommy. It's just fantastic for the Tony Gustafsson's outfit. Exactly right. We can build on that momentum from the World Cup semi-final, the Olympic semi-final now. It's a little bit like the Brisbane Lions. We're just improving every time we're in a major tournament. So the next step now is to make that uh, gold medal game. Good stuff. Tommy, in the studio tomorrow with us? Yep, I'll be in there nice and early. Brilliant. All right, mate. We look forward to it. Launch your putting plan with the uh, Ladbrokes app. Take on the fun and download the Ladbrokes app today. Ladbroke it. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We're back on this uh, Leap Day. Happy birthday to all the Leaplings. It's a new one in my vocabulary after Vanessa gave us a little info lesson on what happens on Feb 29. Hey, uh, big news just breaking in F1 in the last few hours. Here's Christian Horner, the, the big boss of Red Bull, uh, has been cleared of wrongdoing after bombshell claims were made by a female colleague about his behaviour. The F1 chief, who's 50, and I read from News Limited here, uh, will remain at the team's helm after an internal investigation over allegations of inappropriate behaviour made by the female staffer. Horner, who is married to former Spice Girl Jerry Halliwell, uh, was initially under investigation over alleged controlling behaviour at work, but it was later alleged in a a European newspaper that he sent the female employee sexually suggestive messages. Horner has vehemently denied all claims that threatened his position as the leader of the all-conquering team of world champ Max Verstappen. He has now, uh, in the last five or six hours, been cleared of misconduct after an independent barrister was employed to review all the evidence. Mm. Um, the, the complaint, uh, the complaint that they say Red Bull has uh, has a right of appeal. The investigation report is confidential; it contains private information and will not be released. Red Bull are continue to striving the the highest workplace standards. Horner flew out for Bahrain for the season opener, uh, not knowing the outcome of this three week uh, probe. So, there we go. Big breaking news in F one. Let's get to this. Stump Heels on SENQ. After the Matildas scored in the first 35 seconds, our erstwhile producer is in a mood this morning, so even though we've won the week, he's produced this. Who was the last New Zealand Warriors player to be selected to play State of Origin? <laughs> you won't get it. You see, even Matty's laughing. I mean, Why not? Why wouldn't I get it, do you reckon? It's a tough one. Yeah, well, obviously, but what, what era? Like, does it, is it silly, like, long time ago? Or no, 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 really no, no, la- no really I'll give you this. It's in the last decade. It's in the last decade. Mm-hmm. We've got to get to the news.